What is up, quality people? It's a quality pod here on the Quality Life YouTube channel. We're so glad you could join us this evening. We got a wonderful show for you today. Shout out to all of the quality people that are down in the chat. Is it staticky to you? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Make sure that you like for the algorithm because we're on a mission to spread practical religion. Let me get a, let me fix up my earpiece. If you're listening and tuning into this on the podcast app, we thank you for tuning into us. So we want to remind you that we do record these live on YouTube. So go on to the Quality Life YouTube channel. After you leave a five-star review, of course, of course. On, on your podcast app and check us out. But uh, we're going to acknowledge some of the quality people and pop up your comments. We look like we got T-Mac in the his house. Why, thank you. Does you two look great, Kenya McIntosh, who is right beside us? She says, like for the, like algorithm. For the algorithm. Yeah, that's right. Like for the algorithm. Yes. We're spreading practical religion. If you missed yesterday... Uh, we had the first Profitable Conversations episode that aired live yesterday, and I'm still trying to fix my... There we go. I think that's right. Okay. Okay, I can hear myself. Cool. All right. Yeah, we had the first Profitable Conversations. We talked about who is your king. Mm -hmm. And we went through the religious, we went through the super spiritual, and then we looked at Christ as being the word, the logos, that we should all be striving to follow because that is the very definition of meaning and what can bring meaning to our lives if we follow the way of the logos. So, yeah, Aunt Cindy, look at Aunt Cindy saying, yesterday was great. Thank you. <laughs> it was great. Thank you. We, uh, we, had a lot of, we had a lot of fun yesterday, even though I was flying solo. It was a little bit different. It was a little bit different. How, we so? Have How so? Um, well, like if I lost my train of thought, I didn't have anybody there to kind of pick it, pick it up or jog my memory. I just had to roll with the punches, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was war. It was war out there, but we persevered and we're going to keep doing a lot more shows like that. We're going to have some guests on Profitable Conversations coming up and, um, well, you'll have an announcement during, um... Our first hangout session, won't you? Oh, I sure will. Yes, yes, you will. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we have two great topics today for you, as always. First one is about prophecy and how that can, um, how essentially how we can trust the Word of God and find meaning in the Word of God because of the prof prophecies that were fulfilled. And the second one is the thing that you see on the title. It's Chris Pratt. Just silencing the haters. We're going to go over an article um, where it kind of goes through this short little interview that he had where he just talks about how he finds or he relates the struggle of Jesus to, you know, how or the the life of Jesus helps him with his struggle with dealing with haters, essentially. So, yes. yeah. So we are going to get into that in just a moment. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get into our first topic. Prophetic proofs. All right. Prophecy. 
here. My last name is Prophet. Uh oh. This is right up our alley. Hey, make sure that you. Quality people, because we are trying to spread practical religion. So, our first topic here is over prophecy, and you actually picked a topic. I did. Um, so, tell us in a, one sentence why you went with you know prophecy. Like, okay. why was this on your heart? Um, I went with prophecy because I think I think a lot of people kind of confuse modern day prophecy with uh prophecy about the messiah mm -hmm. so i felt like it would be good to cover it okay well we have a video of course that will kind of put things into perspective we're going to react to it and give our points here we go that is not <laughs> the video that's the first video there we go etc there is a, a mounting case of evidence that substantiates the perfect truthfulness of the Word of God. There are no other books in the world that are doing this. How about the prophecies concerning the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen. The greatest fulfillments of prophecy are found at the first coming of Christ. Not even the second coming, but at the first coming. It was prophesied in the Old Testament that Jesus would be born of the seed of Abraham, Jesse, and David. He would be born of a virgin, called Emmanuel, born in Bethlehem. Great persons would come to adore him. There would be the killing of children in Bethlehem. He would be called out of Egypt. He would be preceded by a forerunner. He would be anointed with the Holy Spirit. He'd be a prophet like Moses, a priest after the order of Melchizedek. He would be entering into his public ministry in Galilee. He would be entering publicly into Jerusalem and come into the temple. He would live in poverty and meekness, tenderness and compassion. He would be without deceit. He'd be full of zeal, Amen. preaching with parables, working miracles, bearing reproach. He would be rejected by his own Jewish brethren. The Jews and Gentiles would combine together against him. He would be betrayed by a friend. He would be, uh, his disciples would forsake him. He would be sold for 30 pieces of silver. And that price would be given for a potter's field. He would die with intense suffering, yet be silent under that suffering. He would be struck on the cheek. His visage would be marred. He would be spit upon and scourged. His hands and his feet would be nailed to the cross. He would be forsaken by God. He would cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He would be mocked. Gall and vinegar would be offered to him. His garments would be parted. Lots would be cast for his clothing. He would be numbered among the transgressors. His he would intercede for his murderers. He would die, but not a bone of his body would be broken. He would be pierced long before crucifixion fiction would even ever be invented. He would be buried with the rich. His flesh would not see corruption. He would be raised from the dead. He would ascend back to the right hand of God the Father. All of this recorded hundreds of years before Jesus ever entered this world. Yeah, that's amazing. And many of these prophecies are fulfilled not by his friends, but by his enemies who stand to lose the most with their fulfillment. And many of these prophecies being fulfilled before he was born, while he's in his mother's womb, and while he is in the grave. So, Woo! Yeah, so we just let that rock out. Yeah. Just so that you could take in, you know, the fulfillment of 
what Jesus was. So yesterday we went over that he was the word, he was the logos, he was the the what was at the beginning that brings order and meaning to all of creation. He it, he embodied that in the flesh. And so the fact that he fulfilled the prophecies, all these prophecies was just proof of you know the word of god that was you know set before him mm-hmm. so we have points as always first we're going to start with kenya's point in her bible verse so let's get into it kenya what is your first point my first point is fulfilled prophecies in the bible proves the existence of god which is what you just said pretty much right yeah i feel like that's straight to the point right there all right, and your Bible verse was Deuteronomy eighteen twenty one through 22. You may say to yourselves, how can we know when a message has not been spoken by the Lord? If what a prophet proclaims in the name of the Lord does not take place or come true, that is a message the Lord has not spoken. That prophet has spoken presumptuously, so do not be alarmed. Yep. And I picked that one because I feel like, especially nowadays, it's like, oh, prophetess this, prophet, prophet this. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, a lot of the things that they're saying aren't actually happening. Well, they're trying to make predictions and use God's name so that they can get glory rather than, you know, following, you know, Jesus as the word and, mm-hmm. you know, being transformed to him to where their words, when they say them, actually manifest in real life. Mm-hmm. And so... They're actually just trying to get predictions so that they can be right rather than just speaking the word, the actual word of God, Mm -hmm. speaking the truth, which actually kind of gets into my first point. And my first point is fulfilled prophecies in the Bible prove the existence of God. That's your point. So that I don't know why it doubled up. I must have copied it wrong. But, um, oh, you know, I didn't copy over. I got you. What, What was my point? Your point was prophecies help us to understand what what is of God and what is of man. We know something is the word of God by its fruitfulness. Correct. So, yeah. So, you know something is the word of God because, well, literally by its fruitfulness. And I hope that I got the Bible verse right. Cool. So, Bible verse (laughs) is right. So, Matthew 7, 17 through 18, because this really uh, hits my point. In the same way... Every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. And this is Jesus talking about false prophets, a good or false teachers. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce or bear good fruit. And the second part of this was, I don't know, uh, I quit. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, I don't think I built the show right. But anyway, the point is that you will know things by their fruit, right? You will know what is the word of God based on the the fruitfulness of how it comes to fruition because the word of God is true. The word of God brings life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the, uh, the life. And so you can very easily, like he, it, the prophecies are more giving us a process to, you know, to judge the word of God rather than, oh, this came true. Like, and then we just look for all these different predictions or Mm -hmm. we try to make godly predictions of ourselves. Right. And so it actually shows the process of how we can um, know what is of God. We can know what is true. Um, And it's actually kind of similar to the scientific process. Um, A lot of the 
Christians actually came up with the scientific process because they wanted to know more about the mind of God. And going through that process is a way for us to um, discover, you know, the things in this world um, that can be objectively true from a scientific perspective, not necessarily from a, a spiritual perspective. But um, that's just one process. And we we know that something is scientifically true because we can test it and we can see the fruit of it over and over again. And the same thing applied from the Old Testament when they were prophesying about the Messiah. And then here comes Jesus who fulfills all of that. Mm-hmm. So you know that, oh, that was the spoken word of God. That's in line with the Logos. That's in line with Jesus. Yeah. And I actually have a a prophet story actually like a like a actual prophet not like a joshua prophet no not a joshua prophet but yeah so i remember i was at this event Mm -hmm. uh, helping out volunteering and it was a a christian event so there was someone there he was like saying how he and his ministry are very much into like prophecy and things like that and i was like oh okay that's cool. And then so right before we were about to go into the event center, he was like, I have I have something for you. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. But then like in the back of my head, I was like praying like, Lord, if it's really not from you, like don't let it, don't, I don't want to hear it. Amen. Yeah. yeah. So, and something ended up stopping him from telling me whatever it was. So I was like, okay, cool. And then, so we went in. At the end of the event, he found me again. And he was like, this is what I wanted to tell you. And he told me what it was. But he didn't have, like, enough time to tell me the whole story. But he told me, like, a sentence of what it was. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was like, oh, wow, that's going to be so cool. I can't wait. And then I had to check myself and be like, okay, that sounds cool. But is it really of God? Is it really, I don't want to put what he's saying above what I'm actually seeing and above what. Well, what you're seeing as like what you're seeing in accordance with scripture, right? Yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Accordance yeah. with scripture. And also, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I don't have the same, I guess, inkling that that what he told me was actually going to happen, you know? I got you. I got you. So it was like he said something, I guess, just out of thin air, right? Not Mm. from God. And you're like, I'm not so sure about this. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So like the purpose of me telling that story is I think a lot of the times there are people seek out what is the prophet going to tell me? What are they going to say to me? Like I want them to stop me in the middle of service and tell me, what they see happening in my life mm-hmm. rather than rather than making not making that the focus right so yeah i got you i got you amen, amen to that amen. so i mean that's pretty much what we think but we want to know what you think and so comment down below what you think about these biblical prophecies um if comment your prophet tests or prophet story if you've encountered one of those who's spoken over your life or in um or if you've seen one live also check this video out next if you're watching the replay and before you go don't be the serve the alpha and the omega like for the algorithm
you know, a systematic theology in a sense to where everything is laid out for them and they become basically just these machine made things. So, so like nowadays, there's all, we, we machines make everything, right? It, you, they go through, they line up on a conveyor belt and this piece does this and this piece puts this together. And then at the end, you have all these identical pieces rather than um, in the Bible, it says that God is, you know, the potter and we are the clay and he should be molding you and transforming you in that way. We shouldn't be machines of man-made ideas, but rather we should take what God has blessed us with, right? The identity that God has given us and maximize it according to his will, according to the values that Jesus laid before us. Quality hangout. Hey, thanks for rocking out with us. We're having a lot of fun. Shout out to all the quality people in the building. What is good? The building. Hello, hello. We're just gonna let this rock for a second. I'm in a good mood tonight. We got a win. High speed chicken feed. We played earlier. Got the W. It was a tough W. Yeah. But we got the W nonetheless. <laughs> hey, quality people, make sure you because we're trying to spread practical Amen. religion. Amen. Yes. Yes, we are. So let's see. We got some quality comments. Yes, sir. Josh. He brings it all. I think he I think uh, T Mac is referring to Jesus. Jesus, like he's bringing it all. I um, think. Yeah. Nevertheless. Thank you for your comment. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's see. We got... Skip the TV snakes and the Joel oil sheen. Oh, wow. I have not <laughs> heard that sheen. one. I have not heard that one. <laughs> Wolves and sheep's clothing. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah, I mean, um, I've, I haven't... I don't watch T.D. Jakes or Joel Osteen. I've seen, you know, sermons. I've never been super big into them. Joel Osteen's more of a motivational speaker, so... A lot of the stuff he says isn't necessarily bad, but but he's under the guise of being Christian, yeah, the, which the, isn't the the problem is he's speaking from a pulpit, yeah, and saying that this is the way of God, and a lot of times it's not necessarily things that pertain to you know walking with Christ, yeah. But I mean, he says some good stuff on a lot of occasions, but it's not necessarily. Um, a transformative gospel getting people to transform their lives is more mm -hmm. about, oh, how can I, you know, make money or um, be a positive person, which, I mean, I would preach being a positive person, but also you have to relate that to how Christ was able to do that and how the transforming power of him. And then um, T.D. Jakes, um, he's had some good sermons, but he's also had some bad sermons. So, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff I don't agree with him with, but yeah, I mean, just be wary. But I would say that, I would say be wary of everybody, you know. That's why... Stay vigilant. Yeah, stay vigilant. And that's why you need to explore the word for yourself um, and really digest it and so that you can gain the understanding. So your pastor, he is supposed to be, you know, a shepherd 
over you. He's supposed to kind of lead you in the right direction. Uh, but if you really want to maximize your walk with the Lord, you have to be in the book. You can't just accept everything that he's, he's giving that you. Saying. Right, or that he's saying. One, because what he says to you may not even you know, fully resonate uh, with you to maximize your life. Or you may not get it until you go to the scripture and look at it for yourself because then you can actually see, oh, this is the angle he was coming from. And if I hadn't gone to the scripture, um, I would have never known, you know, what he was getting at, right? And so that's how we have to treat our walk with the Lord. So, yeah, thank you guys for your comments. Uh, Oh, hold on. We got one more from Aunt Cindy. She says, congrats on the win. Where is the tea? Well, the tea is on my shirt. Koala tea. And I have it right here. This is the other quality mug. We are sipping on some honey chamomile made by my beautiful, beautiful girlfriend, Miss Kenya McIntosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So we do have a video to react to um, in our hangout session. So let me pull that up. Shocking tenants of Danish parenting, letting a newborn baby sleep outside in the cold, even in public. You oh, hold up. <laughs> that's different. No, that's wild. That's a baby in a stroller, and they're just look at them. Those are all babies in a stroller, just chilling. They're just chilling, chilling. It's in like the cold. it's like a doggy park for babies. You just, you just, you know how you go to the dog park and you just, you just let the puppies yeah, free. Yeah, but but the only difference is a dog park is like an actual designated area. That's like in the middle. That's outside the store. Oh, that's even worse. So, like, if this is a thing, you would think that they would have like somebody who's entrepreneurial be like, okay, like this is the make the, a baby the park, baby spot, you know. <laughs> but then again, that's kind of creepy as well. But also, I don't think. Um, um, what country is Danish? Danish, um, Denmark? Denmark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they're like capitalistic, though. Yeah, I think a lot of European countries are more socialist, but I, that doesn't mean that they don't have some form of free Business. commerce. Yeah, like China yeah. is communist, but they have like oh, they have Hong Kong, but they have well, even within China now, they have. Uh, capital zones or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's why they've been exploding economically because they lifted some of the, um, I guess, socialist restrictions where everything was run by the state. And so now people in China are really able to flourish. And so the mm-hmm. whole company or the whole country is benefiting as a result. Mm, that's yeah. interesting. Okay, let's get back to the baby thing Just though. park their stroller right outside of a restaurant and you leave them there. How are Danish parents, Scandinavian parents not scared to do this? Kids tend to take longer and deeper naps outside. You don't park your child outside by themselves in an area that you don't perceive as safe. How <laughs> long is acceptable for a baby to stay out there? It can be hours. How good is it? <laughs> what? It's how she said it, so oh, it's just, it could it's be just hours. hours, you know. What, what are you doing for hours while this baby's? They sleep. They, she said they sleep longer and deeper. It's because they're not. They're trying not to think about the cold. The cold. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Hey, but if it works, it works. I mean, 
I, I wish I was like could just walk out in the cold without having to put on a thousand layers. I mean, that's yeah. pretty cool. So, I mean, if this is what it takes, we might have to test this with a little chocolate baby. I don't know if uh, the grandparents would be okay with that. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't think so either. Eat dirt. <laughs> eat dirt. Yes, eat dirt. Dirt is good. This <laughs> is what really broke my heart. Okay. You moved to the United States. You noticed that not only are kids not playing outside in the winter, they just don't seem to be playing outside ever. I think the fear is what struck me the most. So much fear surrounding parenting. Wow. All right. Wow. I'm not sure if that's a or a. I mean, I think it's kind of cool. I think it's cool, but it's just like, oh, that's different, you know. Yeah. It's a, it's it's really cool uh, that um, that's something that their culture does. Yeah, so that trust because there. like there, well, it's it's a very cold climate there too, so it gets really really cold, and so why not get your kid acclimated at a young age? Hey, hold up! Is that Scott? We got I see? Scott in the building. Hey, congratulations to Scott. He is graduating Yay. Uh, this weekend. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Scott. Hey, and uh, Mama Max said, you go, high-speed chicken, chicken feed. feed. Yeah. Oh, you better recognize, I think we're 14-1 and one now. Uh, we got our last regular season game on Thursday. So uh, we, we're mad. We, today is the, uh, we beat the team that gave us our only blemish. And that was the only game that I did not go to oh. when we lost. And so we got a little redemption today. So that was cool. But we need to finish the season out strong um, because we didn't necessarily play well today. So we want to play well on Thursday, finish the season strong, so that we can have some momentum going into you know the playoffs, which are next week. Scott says, woot, woot. Yes. All right, let's see. Aunt Cindy has some... Uh, say in this conversation too she says it's for their lungs the babies are bundled up <laughs> oh man that's hilarious all right she also says uh no i didn't leave my babies outside in germany shout out to you shout out to you yeah they were in germany for a good little bit too mm. yeah they've been all over like all over the place they've been in germany kansas dc um, I'm sure there's a lot of places that I'm missing. Yeah, <laughs> drop all the places that y'all been, uh, that y'all lived at, on Cindy, and uh, we'll we'll pull them up on the next hangout <laughs> session. Uh, but right now, we want to get into our second topic of the day, our main event. Dare I say, Chris Pratt silences the haters. Let's get into that now. It's Chris Pratt versus the haters. Just let them be your motivators. Quality Ooh. people, this is the quality life. Make sure that Break you... Because we are spreading practical religion. Yeah. Get it. Get it. Hey, guys. Chris Pratt. Um, let me go ahead and pull this article up, man, because y'all are going to want to check this out. But uh, Chris Pratt silences the hater uh, basically by believing in Jesus, right? You can't handle the truth is essentially what he said. So let's get into this. Here is the page six article. It says, Chris Pratt says Jesus's struggle helps him deal with haters. So let's get into reading this. This, oh, it's not, it's not casting anymore. This has been a problem the last two days. Hold on, guys. 
All right. Do, 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 do. All right. Okay, here we go. It says, Chris Pratt doesn't mind the haters. The Jurassic World star... Okay, hold on. Here we go. Okay. The Jurassic World star, who has been outspoken about his faith, agreed that he's been criticized for it. I'm sure do not... Or he says, I sure do, but that's nothing new. That's nothing new, you know? The actor 43 told Page Six exclusively Monday at a Cinema Society screening of his upcoming Marvel movie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Pratt reiterated his point by quoting biblical scripture. If I was of this world, they would love me just like that. But as it is, I've chosen out of this world. That's John 15, 18 through 20, he said. <laughs> just straight out the book. Uh, that's the way it is. Nothing new. 2,000 years ago, they hated him, referring to Jesus. Amen. 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 Or they hated him too. He uh, added referencing Jesus Christ. Pratt met his current wife, Katherine Schwarzenegger, in 2018 at church. Look at that. And they said they, they, ain't, say, no good, yeah. they, said they ain't no good girls at church. <laughs> Although she recently clarified that he didn't ask her out when they first crossed paths in uh, the place of worship. Good for him. That's not, uh, church isn't, you don't go to church to date. I mean, Ideally, you would want to find somebody who is like-minded and walking in the same faith, but that shouldn't be your primary reason for going to church. Primary reason for going to church is to better be transformed by the communion with the saints. All right. We met each other at church. It was very sweet, but he didn't try and pick me up in church. The author 33 said on the Drew Barrymore show in February... Sweet Catherine, so happy you said yes. I'm thrilled to be marrying you. Proud to live boldly in faith with you. Now, I think that is just a beautiful, like he's saying that publicly. Mm -hmm. And um, even, um, I mean, there's people who have kind of criticized, like, is he really in it? Like, how is this theology? And it's just like, that's buns, buns, people who are saying that, because we should be really grateful and really excited that somebody is boldly professing Jesus out in public, especially been, with the you know the celebrity that he has. Yeah, and they say Hollywood, you can't be a Christian in Hollywood, or it's super hard to be a Christian in Hollywood, right. which I, I am sure it is, but he's out here doing it. Right, and he's being bold about it. Yeah. And not only is he being bold about it, he's found a wife who is standing firm with him. And I think that is a massive win for anybody who is following Christ. All right. Um, they said they married in the same year, or they married in, the, in that same year and later welcomed two daughters together, Lila too, and Eloise. That's my grandma's name. Shout out. <laughs> 11 months. I thought that was like an old lady's name, but I guess it's... So you know how like names come back? Yeah. Because it's like you don't want to name like your kids' kids like the same as like your parents or your grandparents generally, unless you're just like, oh no, like I really... I love them. Yeah. And so like names like cycle back. It's kind of interesting. Unless it's like super generic like Josh, you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> that just, biblical, that just honey. Kinda, I mean, yeah, but 
yeah, it just already always cycles cycles through. All right, the Parks and Rec star is currently promoting the third installment of Guardians of the Galaxy. The first Marvel film of the franchise originally came out in 2014. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Get to more Jesus. Okay. All right. However, Pratt explained to Page Six how he deals with the naysayers. He says, oh, just how you deal with anything, he said. Like a rhino, stick your head down. You keep driving forward and have thick skin. And if anyone gets in your way, you stick that horn right up there. <laughs> right up their donkey. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought we were on the Christian path. How do we explain this, Kenya? You tell me, Josh. Oh, you want me to tell you? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I think there's a, a way that you can look at this from a biblical perspective. So um, the way, you, we, of course, as Christians, we're following the way of Christ. And so we want to look at the example that he has set before us. And when faced with adversity, yeah, I would say you keep driving forward. Absolutely. You should always head down driving forward. But when Jesus was driving forward and he was driving upward up the mountain, he was actually carrying a cross, which it seems like Pratt is kind of alluding to is like, yeah, they're kind of crucifying me out there. But instead of, you know, sticking it up their bum, right, the way to actually prove the or stick it in the face of the haters is to when they wish death upon you is you resurrect with new life. And so they were speaking death on Jesus to the point where they were killing him. But since he was, you know, the truth, he was living, like he was the essence of life, right? He was able to shatter death and resurrect. And so that's the example that I think um, that Christ has set before us and what we can do when people are, you know, trying to nail us with the cross or trying to throw or trying to stone us like they were trying to do to that adulterous woman in John 8. It's, it's you keep your head down, you follow Christ, you take up your cross, and when they crucify you, right, you will, you know, you will shatter the death that they have bestowed upon you, right? That's how you prove the haters wrong. And so I guess a practical sense would be like if someone's telling you that you can't do something, right? And like at a ball game, right? Hey, you suck. You're not going to get a hit. And you can hear them. You can hear them. And then you go up there and you just have one of the best games of your life, right? When they wish death upon you, all right, you keep your head down and, you know, you give them life, right? Or no, you don't give them life, right? You show them life, right? And that is um, kind of the sacrifice of Jesus. So, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't really like the uh, crass language, but, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty funny and cheeky. Um, when page six, uh, cheekily inquired whether he enjoyed sticking it up. Some <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> the Tomorrow War star laughed and credited his year... Years tolling as it's a door-to-door salesman for his leatherly. Okay, yeah. So I mean, that's pretty much the point. So we'll, we'll we'll work out the technical difficulties. But yeah, that was kind of the main point that I wanted to get to you was, hey, we got Chris Pratt expressing boldly his faith in Christ. So here is our points. So hold on, let me get to Kenya's. All right, so. First point. Being a Christian has hardships in any environment, Hollywood or not. All right. So. And my Bible verse is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your Bible verse is Acts 20, 23 through 24. 
I only know that in every city of the Holy Spirit, oh, whoa. I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's Amen. grace. And I feel like that just goes hand in hand with my point because Paul knows what's ahead of him, but no matter what, like no matter what, he's like, hey, y'all, this is the gospel. I'm going to talk about it for hours. Someone's going to get it. If you don't get it, I've done the best I could. So. Yeah, I mean, that's also exemplified with Christ, too, when he's saying, like, hey, I have to go die on the cross for the sins of the world. Not that I want to, but this is my purpose, and I have to, you know, fulfill this. And so my point is, when you conform to society, you must perform at their beck and call. And so when you are, you know— a puppet of the society and you're doing everything for fame, then you have to do what everybody tells you to do, right? When they say tell you to dance, you have to dance. When they tell you jump, you have to say how high. But when you're living out the gospel, it says in the Bible, and this is even my Bible verse, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, right? And so you are able to, you know, freely live your life in a manner to that one that is pleasing to God, but two, to where you're not constrained by what man is bestowing upon you. So that just goes back to um, Chris Pratt, like man's bestowing or uh, in throwing all these rocks at him, right? Trying to nail him to a cross. And he's like, yeah, I'm good, right? I'm going to show you life. I'm going to stand boldly in truth. And so my Bible verse is John 15, 16 through 18, and it says, If the world hates you, be aware that it hated me before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as its own. Because you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And so the world wants to, you know, confine you and make it one of one of you. But the beauty of following Christ is that you are free because you've submitted to, you know, the meaning, the logos, you know, Jesus as the word. Um, and because you've done that, again, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is Amen. liberty. That is what we think, but we want to know what you think. So please comment down in the comment section. We want to get a quality conversation going. If you're watching the replay, you're going to want to check out this video next. And before you go, remember, don't be the so alpha and the omega. Like for the algorithm. So, in Mark 7, right, uh, Jesus is confronted by the Pharisees because his apostles uh, essentially don't go through the hand-washing rituals before they eat. And so the Pharisees and the experts in the law asked him, why do your disciples not live according to the traditions of their elders, but eat with unwashed hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites, as it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but in their, but their hearts 
but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrine the commandments of men, having no regard for the commands of God, you hold fast to human tradition. He also said to them, you neatly reject the commandment of God in order to set up your tradition. And that's what I see a lot of within the the super religious is like they are actually rejecting the command to follow Jesus as the way the truth and the light and go through the process of what it means to have faith in God so that they can bow to their own traditions because to them they want everything figured out and they want to you know systematically have everything laid out for them so that they can you know say that they have the truth instead of just following the truth, being a light into the world, showing love. It's a farewell. We bid you adieu, but not before we read some comments to you. Hey, Scott is in the building. There's so much going on in the world to get us distracted from the gospel. If we aren't careful, it's easy to stray away from the gospel. Our church service just spoke on this on Sunday. We're spreading practical religion. Hey, Scott, you're right on there. Amen. Amen to that. Yes, there is so much in the world to distract us from the truth. And uh, I was thinking about this uh, during the break, right? It's like... These distractions are meant to like rein us in yeah. as people. And so there is something to the people who say, oh, I'm a free spirit. Like there's a a positive aspect and a almost like a good meaning. Like I think their actions mean like, oh, I can just go do whatever I want. I don't agree with that part of it. But um, the idea of not being, you know, reined in by what the world has to offer or what the world is trying to make you, I think is actually a good focus and a good attribute to bestow upon yourself but you got to make sure that the the spirit that you follow when you say free spirit is the, the spirit that spirit. you follow is you know a holy spirit something that's going to make you better something that's going to transform your being so that you can maximize who you can be as as a person and that goes and like as a person from this life on into eternity yeah. But yeah. I Amen. love y'all's church, Scott and Taylor. Can't wait till Josh can experience it too. Yes, me too. So T Max in the house, she says, Scott, this is so true. You must be careful. You can get taken or or, or you can get taken down. Ooh. Ooh, dun dun dun. Uh, that's what I need instead <laughs> yeah. of the Actually, I like I that. I feel one. like that one serves its purpose, though. So instead of the, but I like that one too. So, so okay, okay. Before you give your announcement, we're going to um. Oh, I have I have something. Oh, I want to add something to the soundboard. So there's something that I used to always say, um, to one of my best friends in college. His name was Andres. He was a big six foot seven Venezuelan guy. Um, now he's in LA. He's like just climbing up the corporate ladder, doing his thing. But um, before all, both of our bats, we used to always tell each other GIWI, which is an acronym. It's G-I-W-Y. And I came up with it, and it means God is with you. And so we'd say that to each other 
And so instead of saying, God is with you before you go up to hit or go to perform or whatever, we just say, hey, Gilly, man, Gilly. Or I'd I'd hear him say, like, Gilly when I'm hitting or something like that. It's just a good, refreshing reminder. That's good. And so I want to um, add to a soundboard um, like a Gilly in a high pitch. So it's going to be like, Gilly, God is always with you. Something like that. So I might work on doing that. That'd be cool. You'll know when you hear Gui. I might add that to like, you know, on the prof tips thing. So hold on. Let me see if I can. So yeah, on the prof tips thing, it says amen when you go to the next thing like this. Amen. Amen. So I think I want to add the Gui to that part instead of just the amen. So I think that would be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, there's Kenya. Hi. All right. Back to regularly (laughs) scheduled programming. (laughs) So yeah, that was just uh, something I... Just wanted to put out there. Now, Kenya has an announcement. She has something big coming on the Quality Life next Friday. Take it away. Next Friday, I do have an interview lined up for Faith and Beyond. And we're going to be interviewing someone I had the pleasure of writing an endorsement for, um, for her book that's coming out. So we're going to talk about her new book that's coming out. We're going to talk about... Um, her testimony and all that good stuff. Her name is Callie Logan, by the way. If you want to go look her up, she writes articles, all that good stuff. So this is going to be so exciting. Yeah, so we had our pre-interview meeting with her earlier this week, and she was just like a sweetheart. Yeah, she's great. She was a really kind soul. You could tell that she has a very gentle, Gentle spirit and a, a spirit that it, but a spirit that is on fire for the Lord at the yeah. same time. So um, it was really good talking to her. I think she's going to make for a great interview. Yeah, I'm super excited. And uh, yeah, so we got some faith and beyond next Friday. So next week we're going to have a really packed um, schedule of shows. On Monday we're going to yeah. have profitable conversations. Mm-hmm. We have a special guest coming Monday on profitable conversations. Yeah. We have Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday Thursday. Thursday, a quality pod, and then um, <laughs> Friday we have we're starting Faith and Beyond back up with a very special guest. So you're going to want to tune in. You're going to want, and we we want to thank you guys for uh, coming along on. The ride. Aunt Cindy says, way to go, Kenya. I'm looking forward to it. Let's see. Here we got. Thank you. That is it. That is it. That is it. So um, we'll give you just a second to send in your final comments and thoughts. We got one more video to react to before we get on out of here. And is that it? That's not it. <laughs> That's a video my mom said. This is old man dancing. Oh, Aunt Cindy. My mom said this, this man moves like Pop Pop, which is what I call my grandfather. Hey, 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 get it, get it, get it, get it. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's, that's not the video we wanted to show you. This is the video we wanted to show you. I beg your pardon. Where did the chicken go? What kind of Harry Potter nonsense is this? She put the chicken. She put the chicken in her mouth, pulled it out. And it was just born. <laughs> you are. <laughs> that trick wa- really works, though. Let's watch that Wings again. With ranch. <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon. 
just that is just, that was just a face of just pure and utter just amazement and awe. Yeah. Just like <laughs> what? Keep <laughs> on. Where did the chicken go? Where did it go? What kind of Harry Potter nonsense is this? She put the chicken. She put the chicken in her mouth, pulled it out. It was just born. <laughs> you are. <She> <laughs> Uh, the accent gets me. The accent gets me. I've done that before because yeah. I wanted to try it out. It works. It's cool, but like I don't like the cartilage part that comes along with it. That and I feel like it just messes up the experience of, of eating like, the chicken wing. Well, you know, I use my fingers. I'm to like, eat it. I get in there, I get, you know, get to the bone and nibble at it. Like that's that's the point <laughs> of wings, man. Like you got to put your face in it. Like it's the whole experience when you just do that. It's like, man, that's like cheating. You know, it's like cheating. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Man, yeah. But we've had a lot of fun. Uh, we will be back at it tomorrow at 9.30 here on The Quality Life. Thank you for tuning in. If you are live, shout out to everybody. Also, also, really quick before we leave, um, there are certain people that are mods. Mods. Shout out to the mods in uh, the chat. So, um, Mama Mac, one of your accounts is a mod. I'm not sure which one it is. Um, and then Aunt Cindy, you are a mod. Kenya, of course, is a mod. Basically, what that means is you can help moderate the chat, essentially. So if any somebody comes in here or a bot comes in here, you can like report it. You can put them in timeout. You can even block them. Um, and so as we continue to grow, um, because we've been you know, gaining some subscribers and gaining a few more live viewers, um, as we continue to grow, um, we're, since y'all are... The, people that are most commonly in the chat we want to we want you guys to help moderate it because we can't see everything going on during our live to make sure that um the conversation is fruitful and uplifting and that there's nobody that comes in here just trying to cause mayhem um we got one comment that just came in from t-mac she says awesome so happy you're going to have her on the show you all never said what tea you're drinking so i'm drinking the honey chamomile and Kenya's drinking water. Water. <laughs> so she's just drinking that, you know, that fresh H2O. Agua. The living water. We're made up of, uh, that makes up 70% of our body. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. All right. We're going to get on out of here. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Um, again, tomorrow we'll see you at 930. We'll have two more great topics and we'll have two more hangout sessions. Remember. Kiwi, <laughs> God is always with you. <laughs> <laughs>